What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Devin, bringing to you the JamCon podcast, episode 14. I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, it is a early, early Saturday morning. I, um, I like to get up at roughly four or five o'clock, uh, but I'm a couple hours late. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, man, I'm here. I'm here and we're going to, uh, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. It won't be an incredibly long show, but we're definitely going to cover a few things and a lot going on here in the past uh, month or so. Uh, but before we get into it, we've got uh, some quick commercial breaks, uh, quick ad breaks, and we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at Summer House Marketing. Did you know that online adults ages 18 to 34 are most likely to follow a brand via social networking? 95% in fact. Business owners, if you are not into social media, you are not into maximum success for your business. Let Superhouse Marketing create and maintain a crisp, engaging, and professional social media page for your business. Get a free complimentary strategy session from them now at www.superhousemarketing.com. JumpCon Origins 2018 is fast approaching. We had a blast our first year and we'll be taking everything to the next level. We have new and returning cosplay guests, cosplay competitions, JamCon rave, special voice actor guests, comic artists, engaging fan and guest panels and much more. You will want to be in the building April the 20th to the 22nd 2018. Pre-registration starts soon. Stay in the know by visiting us at www.jampcon.com. Follow us on Facebook at JampCon, Twitter at The Real JampCon, Twitch.tv at JampCon, and of course on iTunes and SoundCloud. See you soon. All right, we are back. And um, yeah, we so it's been a lot going on. Uh, with the JamCon camp, we finally gotten the theme. <laughs> finally got a theme chosen, and uh, we'll be announcing that later on in the show. Uh, but finally got a theme chosen for JamCon 2018. Uh, man, I am extremely excited. Time is flying by. Again, we had a successful campaign last April 21st through the 23rd. Again, if you guys missed it, man, you missed a great show. Small convention, great show. Um, and uh, But yeah, we're coming back. Uh, obviously for year two and beyond. So we'll have a couple of uh, announcements of that later on in the show. Uh, but first, I want to go ahead and get right into it. Um, the trailers, there's been a couple of trailers that have come out uh, here in the past. Uh, I don't know, again, maybe uh, several weeks, uh, maybe a month or two. We've got the Last Jedi trailer. Um, Last Jedi, man, it looks like it's going to be really good. Um, again, I had some issues with force awakens when force awakens came out there was a lot of uh you know a lot of speculation well at least when the trailers came out there was a lot of speculation on what was going to be happening what was going on finn in particular apparently uh now don't quote me on this but i know uh there was a guy uh, who i spoke to who is very inundated in the star wars world he talked about how the in the comics Finn was to become you know one of the greats in terms of Jedi's and you know his power and ability and everything so I'm like okay okay well you know uh, the trailers start to drop and of course when the movie dropped I mean Finn's character you know he was 
I don't know, man. He was always scared. He was, um, you know, just, you know, bumbling and fumbling around and everything. And I don't know. He just didn't seem like that lead character, that hero character. I mean, yeah, he, you know, broke away from, uh, um, from the, uh, the troopers or whatever, broke away from the rebels, not the rebels, the, uh, um, Imperials and, you know, did his thing. But of course at the end he gets, you know, not much of a fight. And then, uh, Ray jumps in and, and now we've got, you know, of course who the true hero was. And now we have the second installment, you know, of course the, the last Jedi, and they show a real quick clip of, of Finn, you know, still isolated, which means he's probably not going to. I'm banking he's not going to really be in this film. He might have a little part or two where, you know, he's healing. You know, I doubt Ray would even come to visit the dude just from, you know, a lot of the shade she was giving him in Force Awakens. But yeah, he might get a visit or two, a quick little spot or two. But uh, I think it's going to largely be centered around uh, Ray getting her force powers up. And, and getting her strength up and getting the training just from the from the trailer you know you have um uh, you have a lot of that a lot of those scenes going on but it looks like it's going to be really good december is going to be crazy you know they uh lucas arts man lucas films they uh making a lot of loot <laughs> a lot of loot from the, the the franchise and it looks like they're on the way i'm really interested to see how things play out on it so i'll definitely be seeing that and giving some reviews on it uh the other trailer that i saw which i of course i'm always impressed with marvel's trailers uh the superman homecoming trailer 2 and they had the second trailer that came out for it and it was really good man i you know again marvel and marvel studios they just do a really good job they might you know sometimes leave some things out or whatnot but you know and in the story and some switch ups but for the most part man very very uh, successful studios and 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 this one is uh this one again they do really good with it you got you know tony stark in there helps make the suit you know and and, and just again just some some good action uh you know it's a good take um matter of fact i saw an article that talked about they just cast they just did a casting for venom uh for this uh this reboot of spider-man so that's going to be interesting i don't know if you guys uh you know those of you who saw the last, uh, you know, the the Spider-Man. And, I, and I, again, I forget the names, uh, the name of this uh, particular Spider-Man movie. But of course, uh, it was from the old, you know, from the originals with uh, Tobey Maguire, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But it was Venom. It was this was a big one. I think it was the second. It was the second uh, installment of Spider-Man series the movie. And man, you know, Venom was played up heavy. I mean, heavy. And you know he just really he didn't show up that much and then it was so quick when he did and you know at that time i mean the, the cgi was not the best in my opinion uh, but i think that uh when they get venom in this thing now man it's gonna be a monster i think they really you know they've gotten some things right as they've uh continued with these uh with these reboots so um so yeah it's it's gonna be that's that's another one i'm not sure when it comes out uh, again, I know Last Jedi is in December. I'm not sure when the uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is, uh, is scheduled to come out. But uh, that's again, that's another that's another must watch. It's definitely another must watch. All right. So let's move to the retro again. We've been having these, you know, try to get some good uh, segments to, to really, you know, chop up game on. And one, uh, of course, last week we had the Sega Genesis as our retro system of the week. 
And this week, we're going to go on the other route and we're going to go the NES as the retro system of the week. Man, the NES, great, great games on this thing, man. A lot of the storied franchises that really made their mark, especially on the uh, PlayStation 1 and beyond, uh, they started on Nintendo. But just for you know, a little background on the Nintendo, the Nintendo, of course, is an 8-bit processor. Now, of course, for my techies out there, for those who understand a little bit of the, the bit system, again, 8 bits is uh, very, as you can see from Nintendo graphics, it's not much. You know, we're at 64-bit, 128-bit uh, stuff now, of course. Uh, but 8-bit processor, 2 kilobytes of RAM. Okay, just to put that in perspective, it takes, if I'm not mistaken, and I hope I don't get my numbers wrong, it takes, I think, a million kilobytes to equal one megabyte. And then it takes a million megabytes to equal a gigabyte. And you hear a lot about gigs now, right? So when you buy a computer nowadays or whatever, or you got an Xbox One, a PlayStation 4, whatever, you know, you're going to have to get a hard drive for it. And, you know, the average game now on the consoles is roughly three to five gigs. So let's just put that in perspective. Uh, Nintendo comes out. And this thing has uh, two kilobytes of internal RAM. And the average game was eight kilobytes to one megabyte. So this is why, you know, we have emulators now where we can, you know, we have machines powerful enough and smart enough to, you know, to actually uh, to run, you know, Nintendo games, uh, you know, on its system. But very, very. And of course, Nintendo came out when I was born, 1983. And uh, some of the key games that, that transferred to it, that came to it, was uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Popeye. The uh, but some of just to highlight some of the franchises, uh, some of the franchises that started with Nintendo. Of course, you know my hardcore, my longtime gamers, my old school gamers. They all know these: Legend of Zelda, Metroid, Mega Man, Castlevania. Square, uh, of course, with the Final Fantasy series, Final Fantasy the uh, number one, uh, Dragon Quest. So this is just a couple, man. I, I mean, we're talking. Look, they just came out with Breath of the Wild for you know Legend of Zelda uh, on the Switch and the Wii U, and I mean this thing got a ten out of ten. Uh, these these franchises are crazy old. I'm talking, you know, again they have their roots set in the early '80s when they got their uh, got their start. Uh, Duck Hunt. You know, that's another uh, another game, a classic. I remember <laughs> I remember Duck Hunt, you know, getting that, getting the gun. And I mean, I'm putting the gun right up on the screen at times, uh, you know, busting them ducks down. Game rentals. Game rentals really started to kick off. Um, and the idea of game rentals started to kick off when Nintendo, uh, of course, when Nintendo came out. Yeah, you had companies that said, OK, let me let me buy my own copies of these games. Let me buy them up and uh, and then, you know, rent them out and thus you know uh, as that grew we get into our blockbusters and i mean you know fond memories fond memories Let's see what else oh they also had a nes test station now this was i think this was i don't know if it was for the companies you know if there was an issue with the nes system or if this was something that you can get yourself i'm pretty sure it probably was for the companies but they had this nes test station where you hooked the nes up 
and it'll test the hardware and the software and the, some of the components, you know, to kind of narrow down what the issue was or what the issue is. So that was good. Of course, I, I did forget some of the iconic games. Of course, Super Mario Brothers. That was another one. But uh, yeah, they also had this robotic operating buddy and or the ROB. And this was an accessory for the NES back in 1985 or well, the 1985 launch. Although it ended up having a short product lifespan, the ROB was initially used to market the NES as novel and sophisticated compared to the previous game consoles. So yeah, they had this little robot, this little, I don't know what he did, but it was dev, it was just a little robot. Almost looked like a, a robot, like, looked like E.T., but in robot form. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think, it, let's see, it also sold the Nintendo, let me see, because I, initially I was going to do the Super Nintendo, but of course, I, you know, I'm like, no, no, we need to do the Nintendo first this week. It looks like, I mean, it sold millions. I'm th- trying to look at look at the worldwide numbers total. Can't find it. Can't find it. 2.5. Yeah, several million. We'll put it like that. But in any event, so yeah, the Nintendo, man, um, and some of the games i just you know wrote down a short list of games it's classics that came out for this thing that really you know helped set the tone tetris rc pro-am again we're talking some old school i remember rc pro look we're talking these are the 80s babies now we're talking the 70s babies 80s babies rc pro-am of course the super mario brothers franchise excite bike excite bike was a beast mega man Mike Tyson's punch out. Now, let me tell you something. People who played that Mike Tyson, I mean, just getting the mic was a beast. But then, you know, fighting them, I mean, it was, we're talking about a challenge. I mean, you really had to know, you really had to be up on your stuff. And even then, you still get knocked out. Metroid, of course, obviously, I said Zelda, Final Fantasy. Uh, Metal Gear. Metal Gear is another big one. Metal Gear. Um, it, it, you know, turned, of course, into Metal Gear Solid when it hit PlayStation. Tecmo Bowl another beast i remember you know you could throw 99 yard touchdown passes i mean you throw this ball and it'll just float up in the air all the way to the other and what was funny was the ball went faster than the camera could pan so you didn't know where that ball was going and who was possibly going to uh, until it got there (laughs) but i've thrown a couple of those 99 yard passes and completed them uh ninja gaiden another big one i remember uh ninja gaiden had his reboot on the xbox a lot of hype around it. A lot of hype. Batman. Of course, based off of the original Batman. Obviously, the 80s. Uh, another beast. I remember that game. Contra and uh, Double Dragon. So we have some big name titles for the, for the NES, man. And it's good. Again, it's good to, to look back. It's good to look back and see where these games come from. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of these developers need to look back. Because, you know, again, when you got an 8-bit system, it's not a whole lot of things that you can do from a graphical standpoint but from a story standpoint in depth of story they were i mean second to none a lot of these games from from the 80s the second to none you know and uh i mean you look at final fantasy and i mean obviously for instance i mean that great stories matter of fact some of the i think that out of the whole franchise uh some of the best final fantasies uh came out they were the nintendo versions so definitely a classic system and of course still alive to this day all right so let's move into our next segment so you know of course weekly i like to 
watch uh, either a full anime or anime episodes or you know and, and do some reviews do my, my my thoughts on them i you know, of course I, I use netflix and you know netflix originals they've been uh they've been coming out with some great stuff and they didn't disappoint they've got one on netflix now called blame i call it blame uh you know it's pronounced i've heard this pronounced blame uh blam uh, so i don't know which uh <laughs> i don't know which version is correct let's see pronounced blam oh no uh, there it is it's pronounced blam okay so there it is it's pronounced blam and uh it was a 10 volume back in 1998 a 10 volume science fiction manga and uh it was released looks like uh, an anime film adaptation by polygon pictures was released as a netflix original in may 2017 so obviously just released um and i tell you man netflix is really coming up on coming up in the game they are coming up in the game when it comes to the anime they, they realize there's a market there and again this was a really good anime so just to give you kind of a synopsis of the plot you have this sort of this main character this mysterious character named killy uh he's a silent loner uh, a silent loner possessing an incredibly powerful weapon known as the gravitational beam emitter he wanders a vast technological world known as the city he is searching for this thing called the net terminal gene which is an extinct genetic marker that allows humans to access the net sphere a sort of computerized control network for the city the city is an immense volume of artificial structure separated it into massive floors by nearly impenetrable barriers known as the megastructures the city is inhabited by scattered human and transhuman tribes as well as hostile cyborgs known as silicone creatures the net terminal gene appeared appears to be the key to halting the unhindered chaotic expansion of the megastructure as well as a way of stopping the murderous horde known as the safeguard from destroying all humanity so at some point in history the again we, we come across the same sort of theme where you know technology reaches a certain peak and we we're running the technology and then something flips and the technology now is running us and we're the the hunted okay so uh and it's this one's you know no different in that aspect just a, a cool little spin to it but you have this this small tribe and they're in these suits and they shoot these rail guns. They have these rail guns that have two rails in them to shoot out. And I guess those things are, are, are heavy enough to be able to penetrate the safeguards, which are basically machines um, that are out to, um, to if they spot a human, they kill a human. That's essentially what it is. And they're out, set out to try to go find this uh, drain pipe or something that has food that they can use. It has, I guess, materials in it that they can use uh, to create food. And so they've gone out here to go look for that. And they have to watch out as they're going through the city. They have to watch out for because they have basically in a little outpost. So that as they're going through this little mega city, these mega structures to look for this food source, they have to be careful uh, to not allow or, or the watchtower. There are these different watchtowers that uh, can pick up, uh, you know, human faces. And so they have these masks on. So anyway, they're going through there and, and they miss a tower. The guy didn't see, you know, they didn't see this other tower. So when he went up, he got in the tower's eyesight and it set off an alarm. And so all of these safeguards or these machines start coming up out of nowhere where, you know, it, it generated them. And 
they lost like two or three. These are kids, mind you. I forgot to mention that they're kids. And so uh, they're they're running, they're running. And then all of a sudden, this dude who doesn't have his mask on, which is, you know, crazy to them. Number one uses this, you know, again, this powerful uh, beam gun or whatever, this uh, gravitational beam emitter and just blows a hole in like a whole group of them and uh, and save the last three you know kids who survive. So. Uh, and then they take him back and they're trying to figure out, you know, who is he? Man, he's human. You know, and of course, he's looking for this uh, net terminal gene. You know, he's looking for people with the net terminal gene. That he can sort of tell. Now, he's one of those transhumans as well. Okay, he's a transhuman as well because he's human. But, you know, he's got uh, he's got that mechanical aspect of him. And so, uh, but anyway, so that's where the story takes off, man. And, and, and it was a good story. It was, again, it was about a, an hour and 44 minutes. Good, decent character development. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and there could have been more. There could have been more, but it was definitely sort of like a drama. You know, sort of a drama, uh, a survival sort of anime. The ending could have been, been a lot better. The ending kind of just leaves you wondering. Nothing's com- Nothing completes. It's almost open-ended where there's a completion, but it's kind of open-ended. Uh, I don't want to really give it away. I definitely want you guys to see it. Out of a 10, I would definitely give it a strong 7. Strong 7 out of 10. Again, I think they could have done a lot more with it than made the series, in my opinion. I mean, I like the movies. Movies, you know, you kind of have to have a start and a finish. The movies are kind of quick. Uh, but I don't know. Something about the series, you know, they can really get in-depth, especially, you know, with it being a manga they can really, it wasn't a long manga, you know, 10, 10 volumes, uh, but they really could, I think, could have dove a little bit further. Um, like, for instance, where where did he, you know, he came from several layers down in the mega city. They could have dove into that. You know, they never went down. They never, you know, never talked about that aspect, at least that I remember. <laughs> they never talked about any of that. Um, and he came from 200 stories down or something. It might have been 2000, so I'm not sure it was a, a far we'll put it like that and they they it was just from where he was from and just his existence was folklore to this little uh tribe it's folklore to this little group of this little settlement so you know they could have went a lot more involved a lot deeper into it but nevertheless uh, it was a lot of action a lot of action um there was a one of the safeguards that infiltrated the spot and it just started killing up everybody so it, it was a <laughs> it was a lot of action so definitely, definitely, uh, if you got Netflix, if you don't have Netflix, you need to get Netflix. Netflix is a beast. A lot of good stuff to watch. But Blam, Blam, Blame, all the different <laughs> iterations. Definitely go and watch it. And um, I think you'll enjoy it. Again, Strong 7 from the Jamcom Review. And uh, let us know what you think. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, man. Uh, you, we've got a couple of upcoming events, obviously, this weekend. For my anime comic people, for my fandoms, of course, you guys know, I would assume, if you don't, I'm shocked, uh, Momocons this weekend, shout out to Momocon, uh, we did not get a chance to make it to get the table, we did get the table, shout out to Jen, but wasn't able to make it this year, but I know a lot of people, a lot of attend- a lot of our attendees that went, that, that came to Jamcon last year, I know a lot of them are there, been keeping up with the uh, Instagrams and the Instagram feeds and the, uh, the Facebook and everything, Twitter, and, you know, people are having a great time. I don't think it's, the, I think the weather's straight. I know they were talking about it's supposed, uh, it, it might be raining all weekend, and so far, so far it's not hot, it is cloudy, 
uh, no rain yet so hopefully uh, things stay clear out there because i know when i went to MobileCon last year yeah a lot of the uh, activity is outside so um and it's a lot of walking so we definitely uh definitely want that weather to be straight down there in atlanta and then of course after that we have awa in atlanta that's got believe it's going to be in september um let's look at the dates while we're while we're at it <laughs> let's look at these dates yep september 28th october 1st and we're definitely going to try to make that as well i haven't been to uh haven't been to awa yet and of course the big the big uh convention dragon con shout out to them as well september 1st through september 4th so that's gonna be uh of course that's the big big convention everybody goes to i think they broke some records 60,000 attendees so that's gonna be huge that is going to be huge and then of course our friends at anime blast chattanooga uh, they are i want to say sometime and let me well, let me not guess anime blast chattanooga let's get this looked up yep november so they're going to be november 10th through the 12th at the choo choo so definitely shout out to them uh they're going to have uh, a lot of you know getting some good guests and uh panels all that stuff man it's going to be a fun time so definitely shout out to them and uh, we'll definitely be there this year as well and uh so last our last last little bit of stuff man we're gonna close this thing out announcements so JamCon. Our new theme for 2018 is going to be JampCon Origins 2018. So as you've seen the themes for the last couple of podcasts and, you know, you'll continue to see those themes as origins. We're talking about where did all this start? You know, where did these fandoms start? Where did uh, some of the iconic characters, the iconic game systems, the iconic anime? We haven't gotten into the anime and comics yet in terms of their origins, but it just where did they start? Where did they get their first introduction into the world and so uh, we're going to track that from then to now matter of fact last year we had some you know some video game history panels and you know marvel dc panels uh which which were really uh, really good so um yeah jamcon origins 2018 it's going to be april 20th through the 22nd and uh pre-registration is going to start up uh we're looking at around october november is when pre-registration is going to start up so uh, definitely check us out at um jamcon.com get on the mailing list also uh the website is just about done i've been working night and day trying to get everything crisp uh we've redesigned it make it a little bit more simpler and more importantly redesigned it to where it's a lot easier to access on the phone uh, that was one thing I didn't take into account last year. So we're, we're shoring up all of the, the different elements. So that way, no matter what kind of device you're on, uh, you'll be able to access the page, access the information. Uh, and uh, most importantly, get access registration. So, <laughs> so yes, definitely, definitely uh, keep up with us. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at The Real JamCon. We have our Twitch TV channel at JamCon where we have the JamCon kids. They get on there and stream. I get on there and stream. Uh, you can follow me, Devin Morgan, on Facebook. I do uh, for JamCon. I also do the uh, some Facebook live streams where I stream Overwatch and uh, StarCraft. And we are also, of course, on Instagram at JamCon. So just follow us on all the social medias. Join the mailing list. You'll also get uh, uh the our newsletter that's going to be coming out uh, i think we got another one coming out for june 
and just stand in the know stay connected like us on facebook man just stay in the know stay connected leave us a review on itunes and soundcloud please uh if you're enjoying the podcast i know we're um with each uh episode we're trying to get better with the sound and just get everything crisp man but we're trying to bring them to you every week so definitely leave us a review like the page follow share and all that good stuff and again appreciate you guys listening and i will see you next week